0: This is the best example of seeking help from God that I have ever heard of or experienced in my years as a Christian. I offered to let Pam record this story, but she's afraid of microphones. (laughs) When I turn the microphone on and she's in the room, she just freezes. Okay, so I'm going to record her story and what I went through also as a result of hearing what doctors prescribed for Pam. Today, she is totally free from that cancer. It's a remarkable story, and if you are patiently listen to it, I think you will really be helped, especially if you are a born-again Christian. Here is Pam's story. Pam says, I was diagnosed with bladder cancer in September 2022 after surgery to have a tumor removed. This cancer was considered high-grade, so the urologist referred me to a specialist surgeon in Denver. I live about 50 miles south of Denver in Colorado Springs. This specialist told me I would need four chemo treatments two weeks apart then wait a month, then have surgery to remove my bladder. At the end of December 2022, or at the first part of January 2023. I asked this surgeon what would happen to me if I did not do this treatment, if I did nothing she said you will be dead within approximately 2 years i was with pam when she went to this doctor in denver i live in the home of pam paget i'm 85 years old and moved here to colorado from texas after having A very bad fall and surgery in Texas. I'm unable to drive a car. Even riding in the car going to Denver was difficult for me. When Pam came out of the meeting with the surgeon, I waited in the lobby. And when she came out of the meeting with the surgeon, She said nothing. I said nothing. We waited in line to get the valet to bring the car to the front of the hospital so we could go back to Colorado Springs. As we started riding in the car, I didn't ask Pam a word about the meeting with the doctor. I knew she would tell me when she was able tell me. I don't know if she told me before we got back to Colorado Springs or after we got back to Colorado Springs, it's a 50 mile trip on a very bogged up highway, lots of traffic. So it took some time for us to get back to Colorado Springs. But at some point, she said, when I can, I'll tell you about the meeting. When she told me what was going to have to happen, I was shocked. I couldn't imagine how we could do this. I just couldn't imagine how we could get Pam to Denver where she was supposed to be in the hospital three days following surgery. How are we going to do this? I can't drive. We have six animals, four cats and two big dogs. I am in such a condition, I can't even take care of the animals by myself. I can't feed them and let the dogs in and out and clean the litter boxes. I can't even take care of the animals. I just couldn't picture how we could do this. And how could I get Pam back after surgery? How could I get her back 50 miles? to Colorado Springs when I can't drive. At that point, I contacted a friend of mine in Lubbock, Betsy Bleckel, and asked her if she could come and help us. I got an email from her saying I can. But I was still concerned. How are we going to pick up Betsy? There is an airport in Colorado Springs, but the mechanics of it was something I couldn't imagine. And then I, I turned to God with all of these problems, and I realized we could ask the surgeon to write out a prescription to have Pam delivered after hospital stay and surgery have her delivered by ambulance to Colorado Springs. And that would have helped a lot. And I relaxed a lot after that. I began to consider how we could function here at the house. Pam's bedroom is upstairs. I can't walk so I can't climb stairs, I'm downstairs. If she needed help after returning home, I couldn't help her. So I considered that what we would do is hire a registered nurse to be here at the house when Pam was brought back by ambulance from Denver. We would rent a hospital bed, and put it in the room next door to my room, which is the fireplace area. Pam could stay there until we were totally secure that she could function after surgery, and we would have a nurse 24 hours a day until we were secure. That helped me a lot to consider that we could do those things. Picking up again now with Pam's story. Pam says chemotherapy wasn't a concern to me, but having my bladder removed troubled me a lot needing to deal for the rest of my life with some way for my body to function without the natural bladder was a big concern. Pam says, I didn't mention this to anyone, but I talked with God about it, laying all my concerns out to God. And I asked God if there might be some other way where I could be spared this surgery. I didn't know what God's will was in this, so I just waited to be shown if I should do anything different than what the specialist surgeon in Denver recommended. About 10 days later, I was reviewing some of the information the chemopharmacist in Colorado Springs had given me about the various drugs that would be administered and their possible side effects and what I might do to minimize side effects. I wanted to make sure I had everything on hand That might be needed before the chemo began the following day. They were going to do the chemotherapy treatment in Colorado Springs. When I got through all of the drug information, there was one piece of paper left. It was a sheet the pharmacist had included from the American Society. Of clinical oncology about bladder cancer. I was casually reading this sheet, and while I was reading this, the following statement on that last page jumped out at me An approach using chemotherapy with radiation therapy may provide the same benefits as bladder removal. I felt this might be an answer to my prayer about being spared bladder removal surgery. And I asked God to please show me if this was not the case. And I was not shown anything against this procedure. But I didn't know how to go about changing my treatment plan, having no idea who to talk with about radiation therapy. So I asked God how to do this. And I kept having the specialist surgeon in Denver brought to my mind. So I sent her a note by email. The next morning, her nurse called to set up a time for me to meet with the physician assistant who works with this doctor in Denver. When we met, the physician assistant told me that I am not a good candidate for chemotherapy with radiation and the reasons that this was the case. But interestingly, she then said she could make a referral for me to talk with a radiation oncologist in Colorado Springs, where I live. She said she had heard very good things about this radiation oncologist who had been trained at the Mayo Clinic. I ask the physician assistant to please make that referral. We have a member of our church who is a registered nurse, was trained that way. She's not practicing, but she was trained that way. And she said to me that when she heard this statement about chemo-radiation treatment rather than chemo-bladder removal. She had hope. Back to Pam's statements. A few days before meeting with the radiation oncologist, I had a dream. In this dream, a man was sitting next to me as I met with the radiation oncologist it was as if this man was there to support me and help me when i awoke from the dream i was reminded of various scriptures that i had been given from god to help me hebrews 13:5 and 6 for he hath said I will never leave thee nor forsake thee, so that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Isaiah forty one, ten thirteen. 13 Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. For I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. Pam says, When I saw the radiation oncologist. She said that I'm not an ideal candidate for radiation chemo and told me why. But she went on to say that if, after considering these things, I decided to go this way, she would set it up. Then I met with the chemo doctor. By the time appointments with the various medical people had been scheduled and held to change the treatment plan, I had already had three of the chemo treatments initially recommended in preparation for bladder removal. The chemo doctor warned me that the chemo given with radiation therapy for bladder cancer is harder on the body than the initial chemo that I had been given and that I might need a blood transfusion and possibly need to be hospitalized. The chemo doctor then asked if I had peace about making this change in treatments. I told him I had prayed and asked God if there was any way I could be spared bladder surgical removal. After that, I saw the information provided by the pharmacist about chemo with radiation. And I felt this was an answer to my prayer. He then asked if I was a Christian. And I told him I am a Christian. He said he is as well. He then said, since I had peace about making this change, he would set up this kind of chemo and coordinate it with the radiation oncologist, and that he would prescribe things to help me get through this chemo as easily as possible. After meeting with the various medical people, we stopped the first kind of chemo, and the doctors started setting everything up For Chemo with Radiation The Chemotherapy with Radiation Therapy began in mid-December 2022 and was completed in January 2023. Interestingly, the chemo with radiation turned out to be easier for me, not harder as the chemo doctor had expected. I had no serious problems, mostly just fatigue. But even the fatigue wasn't as much as with the first three regular chemo treatments. And radiation was no problem at all. After the treatments were completed, Two procedures were scheduled to be done in April 2023 to see if there were any signs of the cancer. Everything seemed to be going fine. But then, not long after these procedures were scheduled, fearful thoughts suddenly came such as What if the tests show more cancer? I was very badly shaken and turned to God for help. And I was given the concept of resting in having done what I had been led to do by God. Resting in Him, in His word to me in this matter. For God will work everything according to his purpose for me. I just need to go in the way that I believe God is leading me. Now let me depart for a second from Pam's story to mention that she does all of the technical work for the blog, for the podcast, and for the books. I know absolutely nothing about getting a podcast published. Without her, I would not be able to do podcasts. I might be able to continue the blog, but I also couldn't write the books on Amazon, for someone has to do the technical work for us to self publish the ministry books on Amazon. So basically, the ministry, two-thirds of it would be stopped without Pam. Back to her testimony. She said, I just need to go in the way I believe God is leading me. Hebrews four three says, For we which have believed do enter into rest. We enter into the rest of God by the word that we have received by the Holy Spirit of God. And she says Romans eight twenty eight, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Pam is set in the body of Christ as a minister just like I am. She has a spiritual gift of helps. And that spiritual gift is for the church. And because of Pam, we're able to do all of these publications. Without her, I could not do this, for I don't know anything about a computer or technical work. Pam says I was also given a dream in which I was at the urologist's office to have a scope procedure. At another point in the dream, there were two bags with something in them, some form of waste product. The bags were being examined by scientists or doctors who were looking for disease. And no disease was found in either of these two bags. When I woke from this dream, says Pam, I prayed about what this dream might mean to me, and especially what the two bags represented. The next morning, I was reminded of the two upcoming procedures, and I felt God was showing me that no disease would be found during the procedures in April. The first procedure was done this past Friday. April 14th, by the urologist looking inside my bladder using a scope. The urologist started out by saying that his understanding was that I had gone to see the specialist surgeon in Denver and it sounded like I wasn't keen on having my bladder removed. I laughed and told him that was correct. He went on to explain that with the scope, he would be checking to see if the chemo had done what was needed, but that if he found a problem, it could probably be taken care of with a more minor surgery than was needed the previous September. I felt he was trying to prepare me for him finding a problem. But as he looked at my bladder, he said, This looks great. He said this at least three times as he checked various things in the bladder. He said there was a small red area, but nothing needed to be done about that. At this time, he'd just monitor it. Overall, he seemed surprised as he said, This looks great. The second procedure, a CT scan, is scheduled for April 19th. I keep being reminded of the dream I had in which the two bags of waste were being examined by doctors or scientists. They were looking for disease but found no disease. Another word about the cancer was an open vision given by God to Joan Boni in September 2022. Now I'll tell about the vision that I had. I was in my bedroom where my TV is hanging and all my sound equipment is, and all of a sudden I had a very quick open vision. In the corner of that room, above the TV, in the corner, I saw some type of mass growth and then i heard a whoosh whoosh like that and the whole thing disappeared i felt this vision was an open vision which i've often had from god showing things to come and i felt it was saying that cancer will be dealt with and removed. Back to Pam's writing. All along the way, God has been helping me, especially when I have turned to him with fearful thoughts. Now today she mentioned to me that before these procedures, she decided to record scripture on a cassette tape and play that scripture at night when she went to bed. I had done that many years ago when I went through an extreme trial as a new Christian, and it helped me to fall asleep. And then every time I woke up, I would turn the recording over and hear the other side of the recording, which again were the scriptures that God had given me during the trial I was going through in 1975. Pam says, I'm especially grateful to God for showing me a way to be spared bladder removal surgery. It is amazing to me that God worked it out for the various medical people to go along with what I believe He showed me to do in changing from chemo with bladder removal to chemo with radiation therapy. And by the way, all of that was done in Colorado Springs where we live and we didn't have to go to Denver at all. Pam says, although five medical people felt this was not the best way for me to go, They all agreed to do this change in treatment. And as I recall, the urologist this past Friday saying, this looks great as he looked at my bladder. I'm thankful to God for all he has done in this matter. That's the end of Pam's report. I just will add, this is the most solid example I've ever seen of following God and turning to God and trusting in God and fighting the fight of faith that it takes to do what you believe you've heard from God. It's the best example I've ever heard, and I think it's better than my own examples. And I was really strong in the area of faith in God. So this is the report Pam presented on this matter so far. Thank you for allowing me to share this verbally with you today.